1: Tonight's race at Charlotte, a short race, just over 300 miles. Uh, We talked last night about the winners. How about some of the guys that didn't run as well as what we expected?
2: I guess that all those guys are driving Joe Gibbs Racing Equipment. For me, I know Denny Hamlin recovered at the end. Actually really impressed me at the end. He stormed up inside the top three. Uh, That was a a nice signature finish for Denny Hamlin. But Martin Trex Jr. is a lock on your fantasy team at Charlotte, except what happened? There was no speed out of the 19. I know there are reports he got into the wall here or there, but he should have easily been able to recover. The 20 had a mistake on pit Road, which is a good excuse to not run well, but he wasn't, he wasn't that fast. Kyle Bush had a flat. You know, they all had reasons, Junior, to not be up front, but the simple fact is Joe Gibbs Racing a year ago would have those same issues and could have recovered. They just don't have recovery speed in 2020.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I'm buying this. I think that, uh, you know, I've seen the speed out of the Toyotas periodically over the last couple of weeks. And um, I just, you know, I feel like that, yeah, it, it was almost like they came into this race at Charlotte with a whole different playbook than what they had last Sunday completely different setups, maybe a different direction, um, and they they eked out a finish with, with Denny. They got a reasonable finish there, but if you also look at the race before on Sunday, um, Truex had pretty good speed there. Uh, the 18 ended up getting rolling, and in both races, Christopher Bell has been relatively quick in a car that's got some association with Gibbs in that number 95 car, um, so I'm not quite concerned, I guess, is as maybe you are, Steve, about it. Um what I if if I were them, I, you know, they if I'm a, if I'm a Toyota driver and a Gibbs driver, I'm not so much concerned with our own speed because I've seen us in this position before where we've needed to improve and we have every time. Every time they improve, they find what they need by the middle of the season or by the time they get to the playoffs. What I would be concerned is the speed that the Chevys have. And it's just not the Hendrick cars. It's all the Chevy cars are fast. That's That worries me because the Chevys will gain more speed. As we gain speed, everyone else in the field is gaining and learning and improving. And we know that's pretty relatively new Chevrolet for all the Chevy teams. So they have some room to grow and improve that car. Now that would be what I would be most concerned. That's gonna be what I'm gonna be trying to beat when it all comes down to it at the end of the season. So. um I'm not so much worried about the Gibbs cars right now. Uh, If they continue to sort of slide or not improve uh, as we get, you know, five, 10 weeks down the road. um, Yeah. Then I might be concerned, but we've seen them recover from, from mild slumps before.
1: Yeah, we have seen it before, but you know, when we talk about the speed of of that we've seen from them, it's not the Joe Gibbs racing speed that we're accustomed to seeing, especially coming off last year. And I, I think you're right. I think the Chevy speed, has set the Toyotas back some, and the Toyotas essentially are Joe Gibbs racing. Uh, we're going to know this weekend. I mean, when they go to Bristol, right? And and they're so good on short tracks. Uh, if, if they don't run well there, then I think the concern level will go up for sure. But we're not accustomed to seeing, you know, Kyle Busch, what, you know, has he really had race winning speed yet? Uh, you know, Martin Truex Jr. at times, but not be able to do it for the whole race. So, yeah, I, I think there's some concern there, Steve. I, I'm I, If I was... A Joe Gibbs Racing driver, I would be concerned.
2: Well, we have to remember that with this layoff, with the COVID layoff to NASCAR, that the new car has been pushed out another year. You know that means that these rules and this what we're seeing this new Chevrolet that everybody wondered was it good an idea to come out with only a year ago? Well, they they fortunately have now backed into two years of running this car that seems yeah. to be a solid improvement. Uh, you know, I struggle with it when I go with the Chevrolet and see who is good and who's bad. Hedger Motorsports is light years over where they were a year ago. I think we all thought they should recover, but it has taken maybe longer than we all expected. Now they seem to be back, even though it is different faces. Chase Allen, Alex Bowman up there. Um, I expect the other two to get better as they go. But it's really – I think RCR is the telltale sign for me that Chevrolet has drastically improved. Austin Dillon struggled to run inside the top 15 for the last 12 to to 16 months consistently. Now he consistently runs inside the top 15. How about Tyler Reddick, guys? This guy action man himself he's always the point of action but junior now he's taking those action moves that i didn't think he could adapt to cup length races (laughs) he's proved me wrong twice at Darlington and twice at charlotte he has got that car in one piece to the finish line
0: this summer click into cordless power with memorial day savings at the home depot tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40 volt battery-powered mower and keep your flower beds fresh with a 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal,
3: Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited about Tyler. Reddy. I can't wait to get in the booth with you guys to talk about you know call the races that he's in. Cause like like you said, he's Mr. Excitement. He's always up up against the fence or making wild wild moves and making it work. You know, he's willing to do whatever needs to be done inside that car. And he's one of those drivers, one of those new young drivers that doesn't you know the equipment that he's driving doesn't phase him or the history or the the struggles that that team has had in the past. Don't register with, with him. He hops in that car, and he's going to take it to the front. His mission is to go to the front, and he believes it's in the car. He believes in the team. And he wheels it into existence. And, and I think as well, he's pushing his teammate, Austin Dillon, who needed someone to push yeah. him. Um, you know, he, he, I know what it's like to race for the family. Uh, you need somebody around pushing you, and, and, and you typically don't sort of get that motivation from within your inner circle. And so it's great to have Reddick in there kind of pushing Austin along, improving Austin, and, and driving Austin's team to compete as well. As, you know, Austin has, has outrun Reddick a few times this year, but I think it's been Reddick that's sort of m- moving that program forward. And uh, RCR would do well to hang on to him for as long as they can.
1: Hey guys, I want to switch the conversation a little bit. What about the the, the race length? It's just over 300 miles. Like we had a rain delay, and it got done just past nine, just past 11 o'clock with a rain delay. Like I like the, I like that race. I, I like the distance of it. I think it made the intensity happen right now. I think it 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 penalized people for making mistakes. Uh, I, I enjoyed the shorter race. It was a very short cup race. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I'm struggling to see a negative. Um, I do like variety, you know, so I'm a little bit of a stickler. I love the 600. We need one for our race. I'm not sure we need a season full of them. I, I like to see who can drive at different racetracks. And I think part of that is who can drive at different racetracks at different lengths. I think that takes a different skill set, a different mindset. So while I appreciate the 600, man, I'm all in for this shorter race. I love the distance. I love the intensity. As you said, Jeff, it was still long enough to penalize people, people could still improve people could fade people could come but junior overall i mean that's the kind of tv window i could sit down and enjoy that length of sporting event
3: yeah i really enjoyed it um the only negative for me was i had kyle in my five drivers uh, on my on my uh on, on my fantasy and he didn't have time to get himself back into the race but um that was the only negative if you're if you're if you're in the fantasy your guy gets a little behind it's the shorter races it's hard to recover uh i, I I, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I, I believe in the 600. I love it. I love, it's not the test of man and machine that it used to be. These cars are too durable. Uh, the driver components and compartments are uh, rather are are much more comfortable than they used to be and not quite as hard to go 600 miles as maybe it was a couple decades ago. Um, but I still feel like that that race is, is a, you know, is an important part of our history and our sport and needs to continue being a part of our history going forward. And there's other races in our sport that mean a lot to us and we don't want to see the length of those races change. But, you know, I thought this was a great, this is a great opportunity to try a lot of things. We'd heard drivers talk about a choose cone for restarts and uh, trying to usher in some other unique ideas um, that we typically probably wouldn't be willing to try in a different environment or a traditional environment. But now that we're sort of hustling through this season and trying to, you know, just get ourselves uh, down the road and get going again, get fans back to the racetrack. Maybe this is the time where we try shorter races and try a couple new new ideas or ideas that we've always wondered whether we could implement into our series. Um, so the shorter shorter distance was great. I, you know, I'm not going to 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 say that that was a, that was the reason why the race was better than the 600 i think that had a lot of a lot of other factors involved as far as I, there was no track time there was when they raced the 600 it was completely green they never got up into the PJ1 or the traction compound and really got to use that like they did tonight like they did in the Xfinity in the truck series race i think they should look at that as well that traction compound if they're going to use it how can they make it work better to where it's activated sooner uh, to where the, gri- the drivers physically don't have to go up there and trigger it. Um, but anyhow, I-, I did enjoy the shorter distance, the urgency there. We always see that in the Xfinity and the truck races, and it doesn't, hurt- it doesn't hurt to see it in the cup side.
2: Hey, Jeff, real quick, you know what this thing proved to me is that I think Pocono, and I hope the schedule stands, what they were planning on, I have no idea if it does or doesn't, but how about a weekend with two shorter races? That's what yeah. the weekend at Pocono was supposed to be. I think that would be a great weekend of entertainment for the race fan, right? You could come in, see a race on Saturday, and we've already learned that just because you race the second day doesn't mean the, the same guys are going to run good. So I think a short race on Saturday, short race on Sunday might be the perfect mix.
1: Yeah, I think it's important when we're analyzing all this stuff, you know, it's, it's easy to say, well, this race was this because it was less miles or whatever. And, you know, everybody talks about the package. Or You know, you can make an argument to whatever side, you want to please right you can say well the race is great because of, of this or that the truth of the matter is we have to look at all the information but i agree steve variety there has to be a southern 500 there has to be a coca-cola world 600 there has to be a daytona 500 but they don't all have to be that length there's nothing and, and why can't you call a 300 what's wrong with calling a 300 i don't <laughs> understand why it has to be a 500 but uh you know it I, I like the i like the i like the variety i think that makes it makes it a lot of fun but this week uh, we're going to Bristol, and we know that we're going to see some cool racing. Uh, that racetrack puts on great racing. No practice again. Can you imagine firing off, guys? Can you imagine firing off at Bristol? No practice. Uh, just going and making it happen. That's going to be one of the coolest things I've, I, that I've seen, uh, seeing how the drivers are going to step up. Look forward to that race. Thank you guys for joining us on NASCAR America Home